Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. Today, I want to talk about being a soul in a body. I apologize if it sounds a little bit off, if my voice is a little bit different. I'm dealing with some detox right now, so it's kind of like I have a cold, pulling all of this crap up out of my lungs and draining. Colds are good. Your body responding to your body. It's good. Flushing things out, taking medications to suppress those symptoms so that way it pushes those symptoms back down so that way your body is subjected to having that crap stuck in there. It doesn't really help you get over it. It just helps you not have to deal with it, which quite honestly is kind of like the integrity of our society. We don't really want to deal with anything. We want to shove things in closets, put things underneath the rug, you know, sweep it under the rug, lock it away, all of our skeletons in the closets, like all of those kinds of things, those shameful things that we don't really want to talk about. Well, it's not what really helps people. And quite honestly, that's what's going to kill you. It's going to give you an early grave. It's going to give you cancer. It's going to give you all those conditions, all those diseases, all of those physical problems. Because if you don't deal with the issues at hand, your body is still going to scream at you that this thing needs to get dealt with. The problem is, is that since our society doesn't teach people how to deal with those things, aka a spiritual practice of mindfulness and paying attention to you, your you, then we don't know how to deal with it. So we have to try to figure out all of that on our own. And we learn how to do that by observing our families, which shows us coping skills of how to suppress ourselves more often than not. Yeah. So a little, a little aside tidbit right there. Okay. So being a soul inside of a body. Um, yeah. So in order to be able to manifest, right, in order to be able to become born, in order to be able to have a body to inhabit, which for a lot of people probably is a really weird concept because they don't think of it like this. They think that they are who they are. They are their body. And I'm here to tell you that you're not. You're a soul that has lowered its vibration enough to be able to manifest into a body. That's how you have a body is because your frequency is low enough to be able to inhabit this planet. That's why you're a human. That's why you're a person. Think about it. How awkward would it be if you can just imagine, let's say you're this soul, right? You're this soul and you decide that you want to go to earth. You want to play in this game called life, right? So you make the decision. It happens. You manifest. You become this body. And then you have to figure out how to use it. And it doesn't just start off as like, boom, you're in this body. You have to become this body. You have to merge. You have to be able to have a cell from your mother and a cell from your father to be able to create that life. And I use those terms within social constrictions, mother and father, meaning tied to according to the gender biases that the society has inflicted upon everybody. Mother meaning female, breasts, vagina, and then father, of course, meaning masculine testicles because the ovaries produce the egg and then the testicles produce the sperm. So in this day and age of modern normalcy of society, whatever that means to anybody, that's what we need for it to happen, quote, quote, naturally, right? Without any kind of scientific intervention is you have to have a sperm and an egg that unite. So we come to this togetherness of the sperm and the egg. Okay, that's like the decision. This and this come together and then they start merging into each other. They start duplicating each other. They stop being remnants of what they used to be and they become something completely new and different, this transformation of a new life. It doesn't mean you didn't exist beforehand. It means that you've decided to become something new. You're transforming. You're becoming a new you that used to be, if you look at it physically, divided, right? The sperm and the egg combine, they unite as one and then duplicate and form all of those body processes, which have to merge and change and migrate all your 
your cells for your liver have to go to where your liver is going to be. All your cells for your back muscles have to go to where your back muscles are supposed to be. Sometimes it doesn't all work out according to the guidelines. Sometimes some of those intestinal cells end up not going back inside the body like they're supposed to. And then surgical intervention is necessary upon birth delivery. But you become this new entity, right? So in utero, you become this new entity that has multiple pasts and histories and experiences that get merged together into one being where you're safe, you're being fed, your body is given what it needs from your mother while you have time to acclimate into being in this new body, being able to feel and sense and move. How can you use your new body that you've come into? Then there comes a time where that space is just not suitable anymore for you. It is too small. You have to be able to get out. It's time for the next transformation. It's time to be born. Maybe it's different and maybe it's scary and maybe it hurts because, oh my God, you're getting squeezed. You were in this nice, big, open space where you could freely move around, even though it was getting a little tight, you could still kind of swim around in there and move and work your muscles a little bit, get some action going on in there, kick your feet, hold your umbilical cord, touch your eyes, all of those kinds of things, figuring out like what are these things? So sensory awareness. Well, then when you're born, if you go through the natural traditional way of going through a birth canal, you are really squeezed. And part of that process, you have to be squeezed because you have fluid in your lungs because you've been inside your mom, inside that bag of fluids that has been nourishing you and keeping you warm and giving you sensory experiences on your skin. So that way you can you can expand your brain and you can grow because all these neural connections are being created while you're in utero. You're starting to learn. You're starting to understand. Yeah, you're getting squeezed and pushed out into something else. And then once you go from having your comfortability state to being squeezed and then being burst into the open air where you get to breathe on your own, wow, it's expansive. It might be really scary because you don't have that liquid on your skin anymore. You don't even have liquid in your lungs anymore. And then depending on the environment that you're born into, yeah, what's that like? You know, are you one of the people who had parents who wanted that birthing tub? So you just kind of went from one set of water into another water and then your parents held you and touched you? Are you one of those people who just your mom was walking through a field and she was working and then she just stopped and then you came out and then she picked you up and cleaned you up and took you home when the workday was done? Are you one of those people who had a mom that was taught that you have to be a part of this medical institution and so the first thing that you knew is when you came out of this dark place you had lights blinding you and people grabbing you and cutting off your food supply by clamping off your umbilical cord and then oh my goodness if you happen to have been born with a penis and were identified by them as a male did you have something clamping the end of your skin cutting off part of your body how intrusive is that like this is a lot it's a shock being born is a shock to the system if you think about it that way especially if you were born by c-section i mean you were just there and then all of a sudden you get pulled out how shocking was that and what does that do to your nervous system but then how awkward is that you have all these needs you're not getting fed anymore you're not getting nutrients to your system anymore how are you going to be able to respond what's the language of these people what's the way you're supposed to be able to communicate all you had to do inside your mother was move around you got everything that you needed you were supplied everything all of her experiences you were able to experience because you're attached to her blood supply so all of her hormones that she was experiencing because of having emotional situations happen all of her joys you felt all of that because emotions are physiological processes and biochemicals as they're flowing through your mom in response to what she's doing in in her life all of her joys all of her sorrows all of her insecurities all of her fears all of her hopes and dreams 
dreams, all of that, you were exposed to all of that. So you actually experienced all of that through her lessons. They became your observations once you're born. And then the whole birthing process and all of that, having to learn how to get your needs met because, oh my God, now you have this hunger that you've never had before. You don't know what that feels like. You have this cold sensation on your skin. You don't know what that is. And you don't know how to do anything except for react. So it's just a a visceral, guttural reaction. And why do they say that? Because your emotions are your gut. How do you feel? Because those are your senses. All of those neurochemicals come from your gut. And then those things get sent to the brain through the blood supply. So that way the brain can make sense out of what's going on to be able to manage and regulate and modify telling your body how to respond to it. It makes sense out of it. And then you have to react. And so it depends, like how impulsive is it? How true to yourself is what you're feeling? So then when we're that little, we don't know how to communicate yet. All we know how to do is scream. All we know how to do is cry. We coo, we laugh and we observe. We watch our parents. We watch the people in our environment. We see how they pay attention to us. We see what we do that causes them to pay attention to us. We see how what we do causes them to not pay attention to us. We see how when they pay attention to us, is that something that feels good to us that we want to continue like warmth and praise and love? Or is it the opposite is when we do something, does that cause them to respond in such a way that scares us or gives us pain? So we don't really want to do that anymore. We have to figure out our environment and how to figure out how to work in it. But then you also have to figure out how to use your body. You have to figure out how to lift up your head and control your muscles and have strength in that. You have to learn how to walk, but you can't just jump up and walk. You're not one of those animals that are birthed and just can instantly start walking. That's not how it is. We have to learn how to control our muscles and be able to navigate this body that is now what defines us. We move around and we learn that we can grasp at things and we grab a hold of that thumb of our parent that's holding us and we feel the warmth of their chest when they're holding us and we feel their heartbeat when they're nursing us and we have that warmth again and we have that comfort that we don't always get and sometimes we miss that and we just want to be held and we just want to be cuddled and we just want to be comforted and we want to be loved because we want to be safe and then we have to figure out who we are and what that means and how we're going to do something in this life so what was your point of purpose like what was the reason you wanted to come here what was the reason for lowering your vibration enough so that way you became heavy to be able to manifest into a body what was the reason what did you want to experience this is like an experiment what was the purpose what was the reason what enticed you to be able to come to this planet to be able to play out look back at the life that you've lived so far and hear the things that different people have been telling you they've been telling you things to try to guide you back to what they've been told to do because you've been expressing yourself in such a way that is not what they have been taught from what they've been taught to see is how you're supposed to behave because that's not what they were taught they were supposed to do. In expressing who you truly are, you are showing the world who you are and then they all respond with judgments because they've been taught the appropriate way to behave based on how they appear to other people. And I'm saying that's not the way to go. That's what causes the problems and confusions. That's just survival. That's you learning to respond to your environment in such a way that gives you those things that you need to be able to continue to survive. The only problem is that it takes so long for a human to be able to grow physically and get to a point mentally where they're capable of making appropriate decisions to be able to know how to keep themselves safe in society that we forget. That's why we still have dreams. So that way we can remind ourselves while we're sleeping and while we're being creative, while we're dreaming. These words mean the same thing. It's just that we've been taught that they don't mean the same thing, but they really do. So when you're dreaming and you're sleeping, 
sleeping. That's your consciousness telling you stuff. That's your consciousness playing. That is being outside of your body so that way you're not limited by being physical. So just imagine how awkward it could be trying to figure out how to use your body and how to express who you really are and what actually matters to you in the constructs of a society, inside of a society, inside of a society, which means in your country, in your state, in your local community, in your home. And we all have different lives. We all have different hats. We all do different things. Not everybody that knows you the way they know you knows you the way that you know yourself. And depending on what is acceptable and allowable to other people, therefore the way that they teach you by the way that they treat you and the way that they define who you are to you will let you know the appropriate behavior in order for you to continue to be in the environment where they are. So you learn to adapt, but at the same exact time, you have to discover who you are and what it means for you to be you, what it means for you to be in that body manifested. So yeah, it's going to be awkward and not going to be able to just jump up and automatically know how to do something because it's a skill. Learning how to crawl is a skill. Learning how to walk is a skill. Learning how to run is a skill. Learning how to talk is a skill. That's why we have smooth talkers, right? They know how to be able to say what people need to hear to be able to give them what they want, right? They've learned. Some people would call that manipulation. Well, yeah, but it works for them and that's a coping skill. Do I agree with it? I mean, I understand how it happens. People want to feel safe. So those people have realized that in order to feel safe and to get what they want and to be able to do what they need to do, they have to adapt the way that they need to adapt to the people in their environment. I don't think that's healthy, but I understand why it happens. Awareness is the first thing. You have to realize through realization, through something being real, through something happening first, even if it's just in the mind, that something is possible. So without being able to define it, without being able to describe it, it can't really come to be. And I used to really struggle with people talking about this because it's like saying, unless you have the right word, you're not going to be able to know something or do something. And it's not really what it means because you can speak a different language. That's not really what it is. Your brain has to be able to conceptualize the possibility of being able to exist a certain way. If you don't have that neural connection, how are you going to be able to create the neural connection to be able to do it? It doesn't just magically happen. It's by experiences, by awarenesses, by sensations, by impulses. And whether those things come to be because of physicality, because your body manifested, and because your receptors and your skin are feeling a little bit of pressure on it, so that way it makes sense and creates neural pathways in your brain, so that way your brain grows and expands, and then new meaning can be made by all these different things that then you're put in a different environment, which then that expands those neural pathways even more, and then you're in another environment with other exposures that create even more neural pathways. If you're not happy where you are, explore something new, and you're not going to know how to explore something new or what to do to explore something new if you haven't been exposed to it. So how are you going to know what to do if you don't know what to do? Like, duh, of course. So be open. Be willing to be exposed. Be willing to be pushed on. Be willing to to feel the pressure of going into a smaller space in order to be able to expand so that way you could open yourself up to a new awareness that is beyond what you ever even thought possible because you don't have those neural connections yet. This world is huge. It's a huge playground. Don't accept the way others define you. You can listen to it. You can hear it. You can utilize what it means for them and understand that that's their interpretation of what you're doing. But that doesn't mean that whatever judgment and whatever shame and blame that comes with it, you have to accept. Understand that through their lessons, that's how they've defined what they witness by experiencing you. And that's fine. But don't let their limitations limit you. Expand to be you. Be your you no matter how awkward it is, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Because where do you want to be? Do you want to be in the stage of discomfort your entire life? I don't really think that's what you came here for. I mean, if you did, why would you extend it so long? But again, that's not my path. 
we all struggle from time to time. And then we learn how to make sense out of it based on our experiences and our past exposures. So that way we can create new neural pathways. And then once we practice them and repeat them and we become more comfortable with that, where it's not so new anymore and our skills have improved, our movements are more precise and controlled. Once you get comfortable and safe with where you are, now is the time, the perfect time to be able to expand again. Just remember that in order to go from a comfortable place to that bigger place that doesn't have the same boundaries as that smaller place, you have to go through that tunnel. You have to go through that squeezed space. You have to go through a place that is more uncomfortable to be able to be released so that way you can expand. Things are awkward and things are difficult. But once you get through to the other side, it's unbelievable. There's no way you could have known what was on the other side. You can hope for it. You can long for it. You can be afraid of it. But of course, there's no possible way for you to understand what it means until after you're there. And it's a transition that is awkward until you get comfortable being there. The new you, the real you, self-discovery. So self-discovery starts with being awkward. I mean, seriously, you went through adolescence, right? All of these changes, you made it through being a baby, through a toddler, through elementary. You went through all of that. You're on the top of the world. You are primed. You have excellent skills in your ability to move your body, to be able to communicate, to be able to do all these different things. And then all of a sudden you have these changes happening inside of you and surges of hormones and all of these weird things that you've never experienced before. And then you start doubting yourself and insecurities and you're not really sure how to handle it. So heck yeah, awkward. And just imagine if who you feel that you are does not match with who everybody else is telling you who you are because society has roles and they have expectations based on what they see when they look at you. So just imagine for a second, if you are this strong, confident, physically active, enjoying using your hands, mechanically inclined, all of that, but the outside world is telling you, hey, that's what boys do. You're not a boy, you're a girl. And what if you really, really like to communicate and you have a lot of compassion and you're really close to your pets and nature and your family members and you're kind of like a homebody and you know you're a caregiver and all of that but everybody tells you no 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 honey you're a boy so imagine the awkwardness of that like wait a second people are telling you who you are when you know who you are so those are fallacies of society trying to limit you with their limitations so limits are what your body is physically capable of doing somebody that has a penis and testicles is not capable of carrying a baby in a uterus that that's a physical limit, right? But a limitation is an aspect of the mind that is closed off to other things. So when you get to your limit, there's nothing beyond it because there, you're stopping yourself. There's a wall up. There's a restriction because of what's been imposed on you. See, when we're little, we don't have those kinds of restrictions. We see a ball go across the street and we chase after it. We run across the road. We don't understand, oh my gosh, a car could be coming and kill us, right? That's why our parents impose those restrictions on us. That's why we get in trouble because they're scared that we're going to die and they have to do something to stop us. So they create fear in us because we're afraid of getting yelled at. We're afraid of getting hurt by getting spanked or kinds of things because that's how they know how to limit us. The problem is, is that that happens all the time. And then we learn those limits, right? We learn those limitations. We're the ones that keep ourselves from being able to expand because we've been taught that we're not allowed to go beyond where we want to go because you're not allowed to go beyond the limitations of your caregivers because that's their limitation. So if you move beyond it, they get scared because they've been taught that that's where the boundary is. That's why we have rebels and that's why we have problem children and that's why we have kids in schools that cause problems for their teachers and things like that. Why we're testing our boundaries because those boundaries don't actually exist in the other people that don't have a problem 
problem with that kind of a situation, whatever it may be. And so, yeah, there are a lot of things to be able to consider and congruency really, really makes a difference. I mean, quite honestly, gender is not a polarity. It's a scale that's fluid. People are not only physical, but they're also spiritual as well. And so we have our minds and we have our hearts and we have our soul and we have our body. So there are many aspects of who we are that all get points for being able to contribute to the essence and the being of who we actually are. Society doesn't really have the right to be able to impose that on each individual person. That's what makes you limited. That's your glass ceiling. That's your inability to expand. That's your inability to transform and to progress and to actually express your real you. Like seriously, what was the reason you came here for? What was the purpose? What do you really want to do? What change do you want to see in the world? Because that's who you are. You are that change. You just have to be able to allow yourself and go into that inevitable smaller space after you're comfortable and then it gets too tight of a place to be. But then you have to make yourself, force yourself through that even smaller space so that way you can explode out into the vastness of open air. Everything through life is the same exact process of being born over and over and over and over again. So stop trying to fight it. There's no reason to be afraid of it. Expand. Be true. Be you. I'd like to point out a way to look at it is if you think of boy as blue and you think of girl as pink, if you're able to accept that other aspect of yourself, because we are both male and female, all of our qualities combined together in different ratios. When you take blue and pink and you mix them together, you get purple. Purple is divinity. The soul has no gender. All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. I give a free 15-minute consult to see how well we'll work together. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S. This is Dr. Francis saying enjoy, have fun.